Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We're going to discuss the manifestational spiritual gifts episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan here with Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Jonathan. Hey, what are your initial thoughts about this episode? The Whenever we talk about the Holy Spirit, especially how the Holy Spirit moves in and through people and with a group of people, one of the one of the verses that always rings through in my head is from John chapter three. So this happens with me in a lot of different doctrines. So like John 15 is like when I think of the doctrine of growth, a growth mindset, I immediately go to John 15. Mm-hmm. When I think of faith, I immediately go to Hebrews 11. Like my brain quickly connects to that Bible verse. Like, what's the Bible verse or chapter that's going to help me understand this concept the most powerfully? With grace, it's Ephesians 2 and it's Titus 2. With the Holy Spirit, it's John chapter 3, verse 8. You want to understand how the Holy Spirit works or what the Holy Spirit looks like? The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Nice. So this verse right here, what I always think is this, the Holy Spirit is wild and untamed. I'm not going to be able to predict what the Holy Spirit is going to be leading me to do before he leads me to do it. One, because I'm not God. And two, because if I could predict, then I wouldn't need the Holy Spirit. But this is the verse that encourages me to be more bold and to to be more vulnerable and maybe even be more of a risk taker. Because if my thoughts about the way the Holy Spirit moves are limiting my behaviors to only the things that make me look good, Mm -hmm. I'm hindering the Holy spirit because the Holy spirit's going to call me to do some things that aren't immediately in the short term going to make me look good. Not that they'll make me look bad, but it will make me look different. That's true. The Holy spirit's wild and untamed. And it is just like, we, you know, let's go for a ride. That's amazing. So we shouldn't be just do things that are wild and untamed the stimulus is always as the holy spirit wills right so one of the things that i learned in this episode or or i feel like it was uh, emphasized in a different way is how these manifestational gifts are for the church as a whole it's not for individuals so you think about all those times where jesus is healing people these are manifestational gifts of the Holy Spirit, correct? Right. Yes, they are. So it's the Holy Spirit working through Jesus to facilitate this healing because everything he did and everything that he said was what God directed him to do. And it would have been via the Spirit, yes. And it makes sense that all of these things were these stories were written down. I'm sure there was, there was so many other miracles and signs that happened with Jesus that weren't written down, but 
all of these stories benefit and edify the church, not just the individual. Right. So that's one of these things that's, that are, that's amazing and hit me pretty hard was what are we trying to do or what are we trying to have happen in the church? Are we trying to feel like we have a part in the church? We have a role in the church. We have like individuals are meant to be there or have a purpose being there. And I think if we are trying to have a benefit and be a benefit, that's a good desire. But as soon as we start doing these manifestational gifts in our own strength, that's when there's no power in the church. And we start blocking the spirit of God. And that's where, yeah, that's the ultimate hindrance is blocking God's spirit. Yeah. So that's something we, you know, we've taught and, and believe ourselves is God wants to work through us via his spirit 100% of the time at 100% capacity. When he's not working through us, when his spirit's not flowing 100% of the time at 100% capacity, it's our fault, not God's. Right. So what do we need to do to get out of his way more? often and in more areas right and so we should be asking ourselves that all the time and i can't i can't practice healing i can't practice working a miracle but is there something is there something that there's some way that i can practice these principles uh pastor joel because i really if you're going to help someone who wants to be able to, to do that, to flow in God's spirit, 100% maximum capacity, is there something that I can practice or is there something that I can do? Yes. Improv. 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 Yeah. And it sounds wacky and it is like improvisational comedy. Yeah. Huh? Um, or improvisational <laughs> dramedies. So the I actually did a, a series on improv, a sermon series, and I went through some of the principles of improv. And they are tailor fit to helping people learn the mentality, the thought process you need to be able to embrace the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Because with improv, it's all about agreeing and moving forward. There's this term, yes, and. That's the number one principle. Mm -hmm. The number one way we stop an improv skit from being funny or entertaining or from going anywhere and telling a story is if somebody walks into the scene, does their character in my first response, you know, and they're like, hey, Joel, uh, big, big snowfall today. Um, do you have to shovel this morning? And my response is no. It ends the skit. It stops the momentum. Right. And that's what we do with the Holy Spirit when we have limited him in how he's able to work. If I think I know all the ways the Holy Spirit's going to work in and through me, and I'm not open to something different, 
it's like me ending an improv skit and the work of the Holy spirit won't happen through me. So, and it's funny cause it is uncomfortable when the Holy spirit's powerfully working through me. It's uncomfortable. I'm often doing and saying things that I wouldn't normally say and do people benefit from the things coming through me, but it is, it's just different. And that's the same with an improv skit. If you've ever, I'd recommend even going, if you, those listening, I would recommend you even watch one, (laughs) go to a show and feel the tension and feel the relief. These people are experiencing when they're stepping on stage, unscripted, just going with the flow. And if you can, and that's what you and I have done, Pastor Jonathan, is we've actually, like during that, during the improv series, the introduction to each of my sermons, and it was like, what, a five or six part series, you helped me out and you and me did an improv sketch together to open up the sermons. That was one of the most uncomfortable series I've ever done. I still (laughs) get, I still get squeamy thinking about the skits we did. Like, oh, it's just like uncomfortable. And it's like, and and sometimes it doesn't go well. But I have an all new appreciation for, for being open to the Holy Spirit flowing through me, to being ready for whatever might happen. And, and I have more of a grid for just, you know, just kind of being in the moment. Yeah. Living my life in the moment, ready for anything. Yeah. I mean, I can think of situations. And if you think about that improv scenario, it's not improv if I go, hey, let's have a service where we pray for healing people. No, that is not. No, what's improv is someone initiating, you know, prayer or healing or something like that, where someone just walks up to me out of the blue or after a service and says hey can you pray for me for this like I'm really you know I I I really hurt I'm really in pain would you pray for me and handling that situation that person just brought you an improv skit so I I want to I want to yes and that I want to agree with that so can you kind of So uh, the reason why I really like this and I like this conversation about improv, would you be able to bring us through those things that you taught in the improv series to, to just kind of, and this is a way that we can intentionally help people practice the principles of improv to be open to the Holy spirit. And I'm curious if you can find a spiritual, um, you know, a spiritual way that we can bring this into our lives with, with God through his Holy spirit. Yeah, I I'd be happy to. So it was a five part series and I'll just tell you what each of like the main yeah, bingo. tool was bingo. for each of the sermons. And I think I can, I think I'll be able to kind of connect it to something that would help us with the Holy spirit, not just with, because the point in, in our podcast isn't to create awesome improvisers. Nope. That's fun. And that's a great skill to have, but let's connect it to the Holy spirit and 
who knows, maybe the people listening will be more tailored and, and ready for the manifestations of the Holy Spirit to come through them. Exactly. So very, yeah. And that's how oh, we can ahead. help. And that's how we can help people, you know, who've been hurt by church it, and how we can be ready to interact with them, I think, is if we practice these principles ourselves. And so I think this will be cool. So the very first sermon was yes and. And this is agreeing and moving forward. This is Jesus with the woman caught in adultery. When the religious authorities wanted to stone her, Jesus didn't prevent them from stoning her. Jesus didn't say, no, 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 that wouldn't be fair. That wouldn't be loving. Jesus said, okay, stoner, those of you who are without sin. Right. He actually gave them a way to stone her. That's it. That's like the greatest picture of yes and in the Bible. And Ooh. we need to and we need to do that when the Holy Spirit is prompting us, right? Yes, sir. Number two, the second sermon I did, I named I Got Your Back. Nice. Improv skits always require more than one person. Yeah, you may be able to do an improvised monologue or something like that, but the point of improv is you're working with a troop. Just like the Holy Spirit wants to work with the whole body and wants to work through me to benefit, to profit the whole body. So the improv tool here, I got your back, is really usually what happens. It's an improv, an improv troop tradition for that group before the show starts to kind of have a circle where they get together. And it's almost like a type of group prayer where they tell everybody in this group, I got your back. And really what they're doing here is focusing on serving the other person. Now, when, when I am in an improv skit with you and you have developed this certain character to have this certain character trait, me having your back is me continuing to yes and whatever the direction you're going. So you take the skit a certain way, I got to come right with you. And just, and it is this idea of following the follower. You focus on benefiting the group. So this, I got your back point. Number two, the, I got your back mentality is really getting people into the thought process. We need to be in that the Holy spirit we're synced up to the Holy spirit's mentality, which with the Holy spirit, it's what benefiting and serving the body. Everyone. Yeah. Right. The third one was authenticity. So this was the third sermon I did. And with authenticity, it was re it's really just the, the quality of being genuine. And what we're doing here is really embracing the character that we are playing. Nice. Now, in an improv skit, a lot of times you're given the scene and, you know, whoever's the, the MC or, you know, the master of ceremonies, the leader of the improvisers may give them some time to develop their character. With the Holy Spirit, this looks like me just being myself. Nice. The Holy Spirit's going to work through who God created me to be. So that's another thing that I'm, if I'm in this mentality of yes, Andy and the Holy Spirit, I have this mentality of, I got your back, meaning I'm going to serve the body. 
And then pair that also with, I know who I am and what I bring to the body. Then I'm again, one more level synced up to the Holy spirit and what the Holy spirit wants. I may not know what the Holy spirit's going to do through me, but I can know that the Holy spirit wants the whole body to be served the whole body to benefit from what he is doing through me. That's like using your experience and your understanding. Right. Where it's like, you don't, you don't, if the Holy spirit wants to flow through you, you have the faith to do what it is that the Holy spirit wants you to do. Right. Improv number four, the fourth sermon I did, I titled find the button. And this is really this idea of, it's this tagline, this find the button. The button is an improv term that refers to where are we going? Like, what's the, like, what's the resolution of, we, we have a journey we're on. There is a destination, right? Mm. And that again, what this having this mentality with the Holy Spirit is this idea of the Holy Spirit does want if I'm the Holy spirit wants the body benefited, if, if all of a sudden the Holy spirit is going to prompt me to pray for somebody for healing or perform some miracle or a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge, there is some objective. The Holy spirit has, there is some point in all this. The point isn't just for me to be flowing in the Holy spirit willy nilly, just doing whatever I want. Right. There is going to be some resolution because what, what we're going to end up seeing is this. How does the body profit or benefit from these gifts? Some need is filled. There is some need that's presented. Some need that the Holy Spirit recognizes that the Holy Spirit wants to administrate the body of Christ to fulfill a person in the body of Christ to benefit the body. And that would be this, there is an objective, there is a goal, there is a purpose behind these gifts. It's not just to make people think, wow, the Holy Spirit's really cool. Although that is definitely something that happens. There is a goal. The Holy Spirit has an objective it's going towards. Nice. Notice so far, all four of these steps, really, what they're doing is getting my thought process in in a spot where I'm synced up to the mentality of the Holy spirit as much as possible. And then the fifth sermon I did, which I think for humans, this may be one of the most important of the five sermons I did. And the title of that one was let yourself fail. Nice. And that's really what it was like in this, this, what this really comes down to is taking a risk operating according to my my understanding and experience my faith if something in if i screw up you know either start the sketch over try try something new go to the next scene if it's an improv scene it's like sometimes whoever's the mc will be like all right that one didn't work new scene like end scene let's start over right and that's like okay so what do you do do you wallow and pity and like, oh man, I'm such a bad improviser. No, these improvisers are so, one of the the biggest strengths these like professional improvisers have is allowing themselves to fail. Mm. 
allowing themselves to be wrong. Hey, that didn't work. The choice I made there did not work, but you know what? I'm going to learn from it, move forward. Let's start a new skit. Let's do something different. And that's where with the Holy Spirit, it's humility. It's recognizing it's going hot or cold. I'm not going to have, the, no matter what, I'm never going to be right and just in my nature. Right. So I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to be unfair. Mm-hmm. And if I hesitate or don't move at all until in my mind, I think everything I'm going to do is going to come out perfectly fine every time I do it then I'm never going to actually move go hot or cold. And what this, let yourself fail. The, the, the faith I have, my understanding experience says this, let yourself fail comes down to fundamental Christianity, which we covered at length in an earlier season was that season two. Remember fundamental Christianity, do what God's telling you to do. That's right. Yep. Confess and repent when you don't, if you fail, Admit you're wrong, move forward. You always have something more, right? Right. At the end of it. And that's what God wants from us. That's what the Holy Spirit wants. Hey, pick yourself up, dust off your feet, some other cliche statement, and move forward. And let's let's do another skit together. The Holy Spirit, we we the Holy Spirit does want to play. Once I have a group of people coordinated together benefiting one another and accomplishing the father in heaven's will on earth. Right. And it's all improv because the Holy spirit's wild and untamed. It's all improv. So those are the five sermons that I did that really are, I think cover, cover a really wide spectrum of, of improv skills for a person to have that not only would help you be a good improviser, but, is able to connect it to just live in a life of flow in the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. Thank you, Pastor Joel. That's awesome. I, I appreciate that. It makes a ton of sense. And I think it gives something something for us to practice it to does. get in, in the right spot where it's right. if we can practice this with each other, then you can turn around with God and say, Okay, now I'm I'm ready for whatever it is that you want to bring towards me. And I'll t- I have such a, a good emotion to improvising, not because I'm good at it, but because of the experience of it is always so pleasurable. I had one of the, my biggest re- personal revelations ever in the middle of a night where uh, it was, it's funny, you and I, you have actually led improv nights at church. Right. And I remember one night in particular, what I tend to do, I, I really, I thrive under a challenge. So when a challenge like, Hey, um, would you like to do an improv? Any volunteers? I usually am a guy who I'll, I'll raise my hand first. Part of it's like, let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> I'm going to have to do it sitting here. I'm not going to enjoy the show. Cause I'm just going to be sitting everybody else is improv and I'm going to be sitting here thinking, am I, am I going to have the guts to do this? Am I going to have the guts to do this? So I raise my hand. I'll go first. Nice. And it is so tense, so tense, so tense, heart rate, heart rate through the roof, sweating, just so nervous. And I remember that night after the, sh- I don't even know what skit, what, what the skit was. I don't know if it was even funny or entertaining at all, but I remember watching the rest of the show 
having so many of the happy and joy chemicals coming through my brain, I was high. Like the natural high on life, man. Yep, that's right. And I remember God spoke to me in that moment and said, and he taught me this. The level of the pleasure I was feeling in that moment was only possible because of the level of tension I stepped into before it. Nice. And it was this great revelation that was also very convicting because it it helped me also realize if I ever want to feel like this again, I need to step into that amount of tension again. And it really was the journey for me where I started changing the way I looked at tension and growing my emotion more positive to it. And that's the Holy Spirit's wild and untamed. The Holy Spirit's tense. Improv is tense. Mm -hmm. Living in the moment, being ready for these fierce situations to come upon you is a tense life. But it's also the only way we actually have healthy happiness. When we avoid tension, we're actually hindering our own happiness. Amazing. Yeah. And one of the things is, is practicing all of these moments and stepping into all of this big tension. I think it does prepare us for these moments of spiritual breakthroughs and, and all of these situations happening. And I oftentimes wonder if that improv scenario when you're, when you're improving and there's a whole group of people watching, that's kind of signifying an important moment. When the tension goes up, it's signifying an important moment. And I feel like the same thing happens, you know, in a spiritual environment where when we are doing things that are important spiritually, who knows what kind of spiritual activity or other people are watching that moment and we might be feeling or experiencing the audience that is around us watching the event. So just something, something to think about where all of these, you wonder how many of these principles of improv and performance and things like that are actually symbolic to what is happening spiritually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'd like to, uh, can you give us an overview again of the strict and loose side of both of uh, the manifestational spiritual gifts? Yeah, the strict side, simply do these gifts in your own strength, do the ones you want. The loose side or the the freedom side we say on this podcast is uh, the gifts are going to happen. If they happen, they do. Um, so doing these gifts in my own strength is doing them indecently and out of order. And a lot of times we see on the strict side is the, the gifts, not all the gifts are even being, you know, we're not doing all things. Mm -hmm. And on the loose side or the freedom side, we see, yeah, they might be doing all things, but there's no structure, no discernment, no order to these. And it's just kind of when they happen, they happen. So, um, and I, I want to emphasize this too. When and, and I think you said it, but I want to just be real clear. When we say improvising and practicing improvising isn't going to give you the tools to now start doing these gifts in your own strength. Right. What practicing improvising is, is it helps you get into the right thought process to be open to the Holy Spirit. Nice. It's like the best way that we can start training ourselves to be in that mentality we need to have for the Holy Spirit 
and the power of the Holy Spirit to come through us however he wills. Right. And we need to learn how to, a big thing to give up control. You know, oh, big, yeah. big thing oh. with improv is you're working with someone else. You're working with another human being. So for those people who are struggling um, and not experiencing the manifestational spiritual gifts flowing through them as believers, because it does say signs and wonders will follow those who believe. Right. So if these signs are not happening or these wonders aren't happening, then it's a good chance that 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 person that's struggling with that has control issues yeah that's oh yeah and that last step of improv of letting yourself fail oftentimes is someone with control issues does not want to fail so we really need to learn how to how to give up control and i think these three categories of of people who respond to this issue we can look at them in terms of their self-esteem and how they respond as well as how they respond to control. Yeah. Yeah. So can you, can you bring us through these categories, Pastor Joel? Yes. So then let's do it with the control. These people and that we feel sorry for are people who are trying to control. Yep. But they're not in control. They're trying to, because they're out of control. Bingo. Yep. And you know, so we're not seeing the Holy Spirit work through these people. The people we understand why they're doing what they're doing are people who are who are on the journey of becoming in control. And they may actually be in control. Yeah. And it is it does take a person in control to make the decision. I'm going to leave this church. That's a I'm in control move. It is the, the spouse who leaves uh, an abusive marriage. Is a spouse who has finally taken control of their life. So that would be this, we understand why they do what they do. And then the high self-esteem is the people we're impressed with. These are people who have control of their lives, but are giving up control to the Holy Spirit. These are people who have this, I got your back mentality. Yep. The yes and, and I got your back. It is this, I'm going to serve you. It means give up control. I'm going to do things for your benefit. I'm getting given up control over what I get out of this. Nice. And that's a high self-esteem move. Sweet. So what, can you remind us what the ultimate answer is to this topic? Yeah. The manifestational spiritual gifts are from the Holy Spirit. That part of the Trinity, that person of the Trinity. They are gifts that happen through a believer, could happen through any believer, and they happen for the benefit or the profit of the church or of a gathered group of people, a gathered group of believers. Nice. I love that. It's as he wills, as, as much as wills, I yeah. wills to do these things, it's as he wills. Right. I just need to be open and give up control. Right. Amazing. Thank you so much, Pastor Joel. Thanks to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.